Welcome back to the Zero to Hear podcast. I am your host, Denny Duma. This is one that we've uh, been talking about doing for a little while. Uh, Carl and I recently did a podcast on how to host a podcast or how to start a podcast. We kind of talk about everything from our experience and what we kind of learn along the way, but we go into uh, all the equipment that is needed, how to host a podcast. You know what we didn't talk about is how to get approved by iTunes, but that is another thing that you have to go through. Um, Carl is a guru in this space and he sheds a lot of light on the behind the scenes of the podcast world. So have a listen. Hopefully this is helpful if any of you out there are thinking about starting your own podcast. And as always, we are very happy to help if you have questions in getting yours up and running. Hope you enjoy. What's up, guys and girls? This is going to be a fun one. Carl and I, behind the mics, we're going to teach you all about, well, not teach you, just share some information that we have learned in terms of how to get started in the podcast world. This is the shit that they don't teach you in school, guys. This is this is real life shit. Also, just a heads up, we are definitely not professionals, but this is the best that we know. So there's going to be a little bit of bro science, but it'll be backed up. Speak for yourself, man. <laughs> I like to think I'm a professional podcast host. We have a podcast. I'm hosting it. I'd like to classify myself as a professional. Also, I think you're a professional producer, but Thank maybe you. we're not professionals in terms of the bigger scale or going to school or actual education. <laughs> <laughs> you went to school. Yeah. Not for audio engineering. How did that work out for you? That schooling? Not the best. <laughs> I just saw uh, UVic, a bio degree, and now I build houses. Nice. Seems mm-hmm. like it transfers over well. Super well. <laughs> all right. Um, first of all, the Raptors. Yes. First conference final in team history. Mm-hmm. Unreal. That shot that Kawhi hit was unbelievable. Was it really? I, had, like, I just saw the replays. I didn't see it live. As soon as he put it up, I thought there was no chance. Because it was over and beat, right? Right in the corner. I thought it was no chance. I know the second bounce, it was going in. Crazy. It was a ridiculous bounce. Three bounces. Like, it's really hard to have a ball hit the front rim and go straight up in the air. And, like, I don't know. Like, the play was kind of weird. Just, like, had the ball at the top of the key. Like, six dribbles to the corner, fade away. But it went in. And they comparing it to that VC shot in 2001 or whatever against Philadelphia. Mm. Also, yeah. Well, good for them. I don't really like the Raptors, but congratulations. Good for you. Do you like the NBA at all? Uh, I've started watching the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch NBA for probably eight years. Wow. I just kind of got bored. I get that. The regular season is way too long. Same as hockey. Like, no one cares what happens in game 23. There's 82 fucking games. Baseball? Oh, baseball is just a different baseball level. Baseball is crazy. 162? Oh, you know what? This is actually good. <laughs> I was looking. I was. I like going to baseball games, the Seattle games. I go to like one or two Canadians games a year. I was looking at their schedule. They start in uh, June, I think, early June or something like that. In July, I was just like floating through your schedule, seeing how many games they play. In July, they have one day off. They have thirty baseball games in thirty-one days. 
That's crazy. It's insane. And they play two a day sometimes, right? I didn't see any two a days. Day. Just no breaks in between. Yeah. They have, but they have two games in a day if one gets rained out. Oh my god. Then they'll god. play two the next day. They gotta make up. Oh my They can't cut one of those isn't games. That insane. <laughs> That's crazy. Also, isn't that the best professional sport to be a professional at? Yeah, I think it's gotta be you one of the practice. best. And like you sit games. Like, like, we, like we're talking about practice. And practice. <laughs> That'd be amazing. You don't have to practice. That'd be good. All right. We digress. Let's uh talk about podcasting. Obviously, you guys know that we are in love with this platform. Uh, up until a year ago, I didn't really even know it existed. I knew it existed, but I did not really listen or was involved in them at all. And six months, five months into listening, being on our friend Mike Chung's podcast, it wanted uh, it kind of pushed me to get one started. I thought about it for a bit, even just listening to them. Um, and... Basically, it was, hey, Carl, I want to start a podcast. How do I do this? Because I literally knew zero. Was it embarrassing how little I knew? Um, I don't know. Were you, you never were really into tech and stuff, though. <laughs> no, I'm not into tech at all. No. Yeah. I know that my, I know how to send text messages and post to Instagram. <laughs> the priorities, And baby. send emails. Yeah. I don't understand the back end at all. All that coding shit. I remember in grade... 11 we did what was that computer class called that we we're in I don't with bro bassett. bro bassett yeah anyway we had rough. a computer class one of our well i guess the big project at the end of the year was to make an online store using <laughs> html simple simple html i don't even know what html stands for carl is pretty smart in this category and he builds his online store with like a basketball jersey, a pair of shoes, or like maybe three basketball jerseys or something. I can't remember. Something like that. I basically copy and paste his code. Change the pictures. Put it onto mine. And I change the pictures from a jersey to like a pair of shoes and a ball. And <laughs> Straight A's, baby. And we both got an A. That's that was amazing. So same, we fast forward 10, 11, 12 years, whatever. And now Carl is... <laughs> the back end of the podcast yeah, nothing has changed dominating guys. it what was the first podcast that you started listening to that got you into podcast gary vaynerchuk and what year was that that was almost a little more than a year ago it's probably february 2018 so pretty recent eh? yeah how did you first hear about gary, gary lucas v? mccann yeah and you were hooked right away uh i really liked you know what i a lot of the stuff that he talks about and preaches i think in my head but I was embarrassed to say not embarrassed just cause I didn't like people's reactions. Like I think university is useless for me. I didn't like it for sure. I got nothing out of it. Yeah. When I say that to people, they get upset. Yeah, they do. Gary says that all the time. Other, like there's a bunch of things that like listening to him obviously is like motivational and has a ton of really good insight into like how to find perspective and not, you know, he talks about being entitled as like one of the worst things. You just like you are automatically stuff. negative all the time when you're yep. entitled. Yep. And it's just a terrible way to live your life. So I just, I really understood his perspective and it kind of pushed me to share my thoughts a lot more. So him like voicing these things kind of made it okay for you to think that way also. Mm -hmm. Kind of opened it up. That's one of the cool things about the podcast actually mm -hmm. is that I always thought my mindset was very unique mm -hmm. 
maybe it is. I don't know. I'm not going to be the judge of that. But in forcing myself to network more for the podcast, basically just to get people on the podcast, I've found that there's a lot more really motivated people like me, which is cool. I think you just need to meet more people. Like entrepreneurs or whatever? All Anything. Types, all but types they of don't people. need to be, they don't need to work for themselves. Even like uh, someone who's super passionate about a hobby or whatever. Exactly. Even like the two uh, scientists we've had on. Super, super interesting. I like talking to people that are super passionate about what they do. And know their their field very well. Exactly. So is that why you started this podcast? That's a good question. I started, and I've said this before, but I've started the podcast for a couple of reasons. Uh, the conversation I had with Lucas where he told me he wanted all of the information in my head to go into his head. The multiple coffee meetings I was having with young realtors, Mm -hmm. just reaching out and asking how they get started and how my first couple of years went, et cetera. And figuring out that podcasting is a platform that you can share information like that at scale. And it's free. It's accessible. Yeah. So many ways to get access. Well, it's free for listeners. Yeah. (laughs) It's not free for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's so let's get into this podcast a little bit. How to start a podcast. What is step one? So like basically from the point where we, Carla and I had talked a few times, I said, I really wanted to do this. Can you help me get started? It was really like two weeks since from like saying, yes, we're going to do this to ha- taping a podcast oh yeah but a lot of shit happens in between in that two weeks Mm -hmm. what were like the first few things obviously equipment is a big one Mm -hmm. you need some sort of recording devices i think like before all that i think just the general idea of where you want the podcast to go right yes especially long term kind of maybe pick a niche and i guess find your target audience one of the things i wanted to say though was do you think that's important before you get started i think you need to have an idea but i don't think it needs to be ironed out and you know like written just, in stone the thing is if like you pick something that's like super niche like super specific you might just run out of stuff to talk about sure like can you have the like lead the podcast have it going for forever right sure depends on what you pick yeah so that could be kind of limiting even just the reason that i say you don't really need to have it ironed out and you just need to have an idea and and start doing it is because that's the way that we are we've done it I didn't really know what I wanted it to be. I knew I wanted to talk to entrepreneurs because one, it helps me network Two, I learn from talking to other people, but three, it gives me conversation to also share my experience when other people are talking about building a business, starting from scratch, ups and downs, terrible first years gives me the opportunity to like share mine and other people are engaged in that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it started out that way, being like very entrepreneurial. I want to show the grind. I want to show that um, social media glorifies it and that everything you see on social media is not always accurate. Those are the good days. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad times. There's a lot of late nights that go unseen by a lot of the regular public that mm-hmm. are just following along kind of thing. So that was kind of the goal getting into it, but it's kind of evolved into this is a fantastic networking tool. This is so much fun. I'm learning a ton. And I like talking about things that I'm passionate about. I'm excited about. For sure. Yeah. It's evolved from like specific entrepreneurship into craft beer. 
into like whiskey with Jordan into global warming and climate change stuff Mm -hmm. with um, uh, Elizabeth and Simon. And it just like keeps growing next month. We have uh, a couple guys coming on who run a cannabis company, which is going to be sweet. Good one. Um, We have uh, Todd Talbot coming on pumped about that. Excited to hear all about how he doesn't like working with Jillian. Um, so it's just kind of gone into, I, that's why I kind of say, I don't think you have to have a very specific idea and I wouldn't spend multiple months like figuring no, out for sure. exactly where you want it to go. I think it's important to just do it. It's yeah, it's good. It's good learn. to start. Just get your stuff and just start talking. Right. Yeah. Eventually if you change your mind, you can just start a new podcast, yeah. but like those skills, those net, all that networking that you've developed is going to stay with you. Right. And you're going to take it with you. That's one of the cool things that, you learn as you go throughout life and especially in entrepreneurship is like something doesn't work out, change it. Mm -hmm. Like don't be scared to just do something because that's what a lot of people, they fear failure. Also people, yeah, they get in their own head, right? It's like, Oh, is this, is this idea good? Should I really follow this? Oh, I don't know. And then time goes on and they just never get into it. Never do it. Mm -hmm. That's one of the biggest things. I don't know where that came from for me, but I'm, I rarely spend a lot of time thinking about things. If I want to do it and I think it's a good idea, I'm just like, all right, let's do it. How do I do it? I'm with you there, 100%. Yeah. And if you're doing it, you got to do it right. Find a Carl. (laughs) Say, Carl, I want to start a podcast. How do I do this? Okay, great. Here's my credit card. Order everything you need on Amazon. Let's get this thing going in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So like, okay, so for the, we have our idea, kind Mm -hmm. of, we have kind of our target audience and kind of where do you want to go? So what's next, Denny? What's next, Carl? (laughs) I guess hosting, right? Okay. Yes. So you got to record this. I know nothing about, right? You got to, there has to be a way where you put the file online uh, to a hosting website. And then they, they, they're the ones that deal with the RSS. So they deal with iTunes and all those other podcasts. So to be clear for people who don't know, we do not post anything directly to iTunes or Spotify or Google play. Also iTunes and all those, they don't actually have your file. Everything is right. Redirected through the hosting website. Okay. And what are these hosting websites? So you have stuff like there's like there's dozens and dozens of them, right? There's lots and there's more and more podcasts becoming so popular. There's so many. Yeah. So the the two biggest ones that that have been around forever are Blueberry and Libsyn. Okay. They've been around for like 10, 12 years now. They're like the OGs, but they're, you're paying the most amount of money for them to to host your stuff. Right. And what's a, a podcast host site cost? It depends. So Blueberry is super expensive. So for like 250 megabytes a month, it's 20 bucks. That would be like three episodes for us. Oh, they charge you per... These guys do, yeah. Whatever memory, what do you call that? Memory? Memory. So you have a certain amount of, I guess, memory or bandwidth to upload your episode. Whereas on the one that we're on right now, Pediant, we just pay $12.99 American and it's unlimited. Wow, okay. But like... The difference is like those hosting sites have been around forever. So they'll have like special plug plugins, like widgets, like their analytics will probably be like more developed and like more accurate. It just, and they're just more, I guess, well-known sites. Right. But in terms of actually getting your podcast out there, spending more money doesn't mean anything. Mm, no, it doesn't mean anything at all. Okay. I mean, once it's up on iTunes, once it's up on all those sites, it's accessible to anyone. Right. And there is there, a, I know there's one free one called anchor. Yes. Is there others? There's a couple. There's Buzzsprout, but like Buzzsprout, it'll give you like two hours a month for free and that's it. Oh. Is Anchor <laughs> unlimited? Anchor is unlimited, but with that, you always give up 
something, right? So technically, if you post on Anchor, you don't actually own your episode. So they can like edit it, they can cut it, they can put in their own ads. So that's a little bit sketchy, right? They do. Put, they put in their own ads. Well, and, and yeah, how do you think they make money, right? They're hosting all these files. It's unlimited. So I mean, it's it's really good. It's it's good for starters. If you're looking to start a podcast and want to spend a lot of money, it's perfect. But like, when you become more serious, it c- could be a problem. But you lose control of what content you're putting out because they can edit it. I mean, they can cut it. They can cut your podcast short. They can change stuff because I, so you just you, don't if own. You, the if you have a ninety-minute file that you upload, they could cut it to sixty minutes if they want. I, th- I believe so, yes. That's what I've heard. Fuck you, Anchor. <laughs> but I mean, it's free, right? So you yeah. have to give up something. Yeah. No website is going to do this for you for free. Okay, so you need a hosting site, then what? I guess the next thing is mics. Is equipment. Equipment, yeah, the actual good stuff. Okay, so what, obviously you need mics. Mm-hmm. What else do you need? Well, what what, what crazy shit do you do on your computer that takes the voice from the mic into this world that you have over there. <laughs> so I use an editing software called Adobe Audition. Okay. And I pay like, it's like 22 American a month for it. But with that, you get like access to everything. So you get like Photoshop too, After Effects and like their entire category. And I use that to actually record our podcast. And I do all the editing, all the cuts, all the adjustments and that. So there's basically just one chord from the mics to your computer. Well, it goes from, no, there's in between this guy. So mm. we're, we're using, we go from mics. It's an XLR plug. Okay. I would not recommend getting USB because having US, multiple USB mics is a problem. And it's tough to do. Like and the audio just, it just, it's suffers or what? The computers don't like it. It's oh. tough to distinguish between which mic is which. Okay. So we use an audio interface. So it's just a plug in with an XLR input. And this acts as like a sound card for my laptop. So this is all the work. That's that black box the thing. The big black box, yeah. <laughs> I can just volume and do all that. And then that is plugged into my computer with a USB. And that's what records it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What? So the, you said that software costs $22 a month or something like that? Yeah. Is there free software? Yeah. So the I guess the best free software, the most popular is called Audacity. I've heard and of it's, that. it's really good. Like surprisingly for free software, it's good. It's open source. So lots of people contribute or whatever. So it's always up to date. It's always relevant. And uh, for Macs, uh, people use GarageBand. Oh yeah. That's another good that one. That comes on the thing. Doesn't it come on it? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I believe, or uh, Macs, you can also get like, I think it's called Logic Pro X. I think it's like 300, 400 bucks, but that's like their more professional editing kind of thing. So what features does your, the one that you use, Adobe versus Audacity for free? Oh man, so there's so many. It's way different. It's way different. It's just like if you want to get started, here's a free platform that is pretty simple. Yeah. But if you want it to be like super professional, you, you let me give you need to pay for give it. Give you an example, right? So like when I'm editing the podcast and I do like a noise removal thing, the noise removal on the Adobe Edition will be cleaner than on free software. Though their algorithms okay. and all their stuff was just more polished, I guess you could say, because you're paying for it. <laughs> Out of on the scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. how obsessed would you say you are with audio quality? Fucking 13, 14. <laughs> it drives me crazy, man. I actually have issues. Speaking of audio quality, let's talk about mics. Yeah. How like what's a cheap mic that you can get? So y- there's two types of mics, a condenser versus dynamic. Okay. Right? Condensers, they pick up noise all from all around. So there's no real direction. Whereas dynamics is there's it's pretty much like a like a cone going in your mouth, right? So 
if I talk from the side, it sounds way different. You could hear right away. Totally. And that kind of just cancels out the background noise or like limits picking up anything else that you may don't want. Okay. Um, there's two so mics. Would you avoid dynamic mics for podcasts? No, we want dynamic mics for podcasts. I would avoid condenser. Condenser is the one that picks up everything. Yeah. Okay. And dynamic is more focused. So if you're on a budget trying to start. So there's two mics. Could you get one condenser and just put it in the middle of the table and have a Absolutely. conversation around it? Yeah. Okay. That's what I've seen people do that. And it works. It works pretty good. Are those less expensive? Nope. It makes no difference. Okay. Condenser mics are used a lot with like music and stuff. So like you'll have like an artist go into a booth that's like completely silent and maybe play their guitar and sing at the same time. So it picks everything up. Yeah. But Alex? Here we go. Well, well, not the most slippery pigeon I think I've ever met. <laughs> Alex, we're doing a podcast right now. Oh, shit. Okay. You take care. I'll talk to you later. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Good old Alex D'Ange. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad that people got to hear exactly how strange he is on the phone. That was a little bit of a weird. It was calling me a slippery pigeon. I don't know what that means. Why pigeon? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. All right. So if you're beginning a podcast, there's two mics I would recommend. So one is the Audio Technica ATR2100, the XLR. Is that the first one we got? No. We got we got a, the twenty thirty fives or something. Okay. Yeah, but this is a so this one's like one hundred nineteen bucks. This is a dynamic. Yeah. Would this be the lower end? It's. I feel like this is still pretty good. Like you can you can spend like twenty bucks on a mic. You can okay. talk into your cell phone and post that, right? Yeah, yeah. But I feel like this is pretty good for your money. Good bang for your buck. And another one I recommend is the Shure SM fifty seven. It's also one twenty nine on uh, Amazon, and those are both solid starter pieces. So those would be like you. Are working with a little bit of a budget in terms of getting it started, mm-hmm. but you would like better audio. Yes, you can always get better audio. It's not. It's not going to be top notch. It's not going to be a Joe Rogan quality, but it's, it's going to sound okay. It's going to be good. It's solid. Okay. Yeah. And then, then you, what's the next step? Uh, I guess there's a. You got to make a decision too, because some people use digital recorders. Like Brad uses one that we had on. Yeah. So that essentially you don't need you don't need a laptop to record. You just plug your mics directly into it and then it, it records it onto a flash drive. And then you take that flash drive and then you upload it to your computer and then that's where you edit your stuff. What's but, the advantage of skipping that um, exterior recorder step? It, I guess it just makes it more portable because now instead of me us bringing our laptop and our audio interface, we just bring the one recorder. Gotcha. Okay. And they're they're pretty good quality too. That's the, what are those things called? Uh, digital recorders. No, what what is the one that he has though? Because that's a pretty good one, right? The H6 Zoom. Yeah, okay. So I think that's like a six input yeah. kind of recorder. They, there's also the H4N, which is a, it's 299 bucks, and that's a four-person recording thing, and it's pretty good for starters. Okay. Super good. Also, one more thing I would like to mention, some people use mixers, which is what, remember the first episodes we did at my house, we used a mixer. It's like a little bit bigger board. Okay, yeah. But mixers are kind of more so for like live events. The problem with a mixer is it just gives me one input for every all the mics. So I get one channel on my so- editing software, right? Whereas yeah. the audio infer- interface, every, every mic has its own channel. So then it just gives you way more possibility to, you know, adjust everyone else's voice, like without altering the other people's. And that's huge. Okay. So if someone coughs in that one, you're going to hear it a lot more than in this that has six inputs or whatever inputs. 
or let's like, turn someone mic when someone's mic down mm-hmm. exactly or the thing is like the this like our room orientation is different for everyone right so the echo is going to be different so like the when i when i'm playing around with the frequencies and doing all that stuff it might be different for this person right because they're more in a corner or there's a wall behind them or whatever there's more reflection so it just gives you this more control essentially we i asked carl about how picky he is with audio and this is a good example he so in order to get really good audio you need to have your face like a few inches away from the mic to make it sound as amazingly awesome as the zero to hear podcast does sometimes people sit back in their chair and this is an example guys you can't hear me very well when i'm two and a half feet away but when you're up close it just like the audio is so much better and so often people on the podcast will like sit back in their chair or bring their head to the side like this where you can't hear and i always look over at carl and carl's like fuck man move closer to the mic turning red (laughs) so that's why throughout the podcast sometimes you'll hear me say uh just move closer to the mic (laughs) but like if you listen to like those npr podcasts you know like the cbc or whatever like Mm -hmm. professional always talk super close and they always talk with the soft voice and it's always like this right why soft voice because it limits the echo it limits all the reverb and everything coming back do you want me to talk softer in the podcast carl You've never asked me to do that before. <laughs> no, it's good. I'm open for like constructive criticism. If, if I had to tell you something, I would tell you. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. What what about like top notch mics? Mm-hmm. Someone wants to like really do it right. Do it right? It's not even right. It's just a little bit better. You but th- even since we got the new mics, the quality of the audio listening back is, is a noticeably it's better. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And ours were not... Ours were not the cheap ones to start. What do we get? The Audio Technica twenty thirty five, and those are like two fifty a piece. No, like a uh, one ninety nine, I think. Okay, yeah, they're pretty good mics. But now we are using the SM seven Bs. So these are the bad boys that you see on the Joe Rogan podcast and a lot of also those, Gary V. Gary V. Like most podcasts, honestly. And these uh these will run you around one th- or five thirty five on Amazon. So they're expensive. But not only that, the more expensive mics require more power. So then you have to get these blue little guys, which is essentially just like a passive boost. They look like uh, Thomas the train. Yeah, with no face. <laughs> they do. They look like little trains. They're called cloud lifters. Okay. And those are like 200 bucks each. Each? Yeah. Really? Yeah. What do those do? They just increase the volume by 25 decibels without altering the sound at all. So essentially you want to record with like the lowest gain possible while you can still hear yourself. Cause as you, if you turn up your audio interface, your mixer, whatever, you start getting interference when you start pushing it. Interesting. So for that, that one podcast that we did with the realtors, you didn't use one of these guys cause I was short a cord, but I figured that out. And uh, I had to like, I had, I had it almost maxed out and really? it's a little bit fuzzy. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So it makes a difference. And then another mic, a uh, good one I would recommend is the Heil PR40 Dynamic Studio mic, and that goes around 426. And I think that's the, yeah, that's also a very popular mic. If you put this mic side by side with that one, are you going to hear any difference? No, they're both in the same ballpark kind of thing. Is it just this brand has like a Nike name that is? I don't know. I don't know. What, what's Like why do all the big guys use these ones? That's a good question. It just caught on for some reason. People mm-hmm. just love it. Honestly, I think, uh, like, like I said, like the d- dynamic feature of it, like 
the directionality of catching your voice is super good. Yeah. So you have like podcasts where people are yelling over each other and stuff. It's, you know, you don't hear it as much. Mm. Can you talk about that actually? So if you have multiple people on a podcast. So what it's called is it's you, mic bleed. Okay. So right now, especially like say if I was a super quiet talker, I would have to turn my mic up, right? To pick up this voice. And now that mic would start picking up your voice from across the table. Right. And that's what mic bleed is. And it's that little echo sound. Right. So that's once again, that's why it's good to like have a mic up close and just talk quieter. So you just reduce all that bouncing around of the, the waves or whatever. Okay. What else do we need? So we talked about a soundboard. We talked about these crazy little Thomas the trains mm-hmm. <laughs> cloud. What are they called? Cloud something? Cloud lifters. Cloud lifters. All right. Uh, we talked about the software on your, on your laptop that mm-hmm. you deal with. What else? Obviously we record and we post all our podcasts to YouTube. So you need some sort of um, recording device. Yeah. We just use phones. I mean, it's still 10 PhD. They look yeah. good. Yeah. It works fine. We can use uh, GoPros. Or... GoPro camcorders. What? I, I guess if you're starting from scratch and don't have it, like I just hadn't, I just bought a new phone. So I had an extra one, which yeah. is what we use, but you're not going to buy an iPhone. Nope. That's $1,400 to tape a podcast. That's why my phone is right there. <laughs> is that your actual phone? Yes. <laughs> I thought I you had a second phone too. No, what am I, a drug dealer? No, that's my one phone, but it's a good camera. Well, you did bring me drugs today. Sort of. That's <laughs> legal. Sort of. Um, would you recommend, uh, if people want to start from scratch, they want to post to YouTube, GoPros? What are, what's a GoPro? Like Video is, an, is another demon. Is it? I feel like. Why yeah. is that? I don't know. Because now you have to get, you have to have video editing software. You're dealing with files that are huge, right? Like some of our episodes are two hours, two yeah. cameras, right? Four hours of video. I got to transfer all that. Got to edit all that. But yeah, I think it's worth it for us. Some people just put audio on YouTube, but like a static picture and it's just, it's not the same. No, it's not. Mm-mm. Some people, I've never watched a podcast on YouTube. Never, eh? Well, mostly just because I'm never, if I'm sitting in front of my computer for hours, I'm working. Right. So if I wanted to listen to a podcast, I just put on headphones. Are you, like at home, like I have a desktop with like two monitors. Sometimes I'll just throw like a podcast, or whatever in the background on the second monitor and just work on the main one. On YouTube. Yeah. Interesting. That's how I would do it. Hmm. Um, also, before we move on, I guess we forgot the things that hold the mics, mic booms. Hmm. So these ones are just cheap guys. They're called booms? Booms, yeah. Unreal. Yeah, just little guys hold it on. You can also these get... These ones are cheap? Yeah, these are like 30 bucks, 40 bucks from Amazon. Okay. And they're the ones that I, the ones that I want to get are called the Rode Booms or whatever, and they're 129 And those are also like the professional ones that you see on like the Joe Rogan podcast. What's the advantage of a good boom versus a bad boom? Not um, bad, but like a cheaper boom. Well, I mean, you can see like the springs and all this. Like if you want to move it, you have to like uncrank it, move it and crank it back kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Right. And like, especially with these mics, they get heavier and heavier, the more you pay. So it kind of starts potential to like leaning or whatever. The more expensive booms are just stronger. They're like, there's no visible springs. They look nicer and they're super smooth when you're adjusting. And that's the biggest thing. Hmm. Sounds so like people, this is going to cost me more money. People, <laughs> no, I've been holding off, dude. Don't worry. Um, after booms or pop filters. So you see some people like these things. What the, is that? The foam. Oh, that's the, I call it the Afro. The Afro? Yeah. On these guys. Yeah. And you've also seen like the windscreens. Some people use windscreens. Mm-hmm. 
Those are kind of weird. What's the difference of a windscreen and an afro? Windscreen. No, what you, sorry, what's the technical name for this? Uh, <laughs> what I call the pop filter. Pop filter. Okay. So these prevent like, like popping. Like when people sometimes people pronounce peas, you would it was just like carry over yeah have you like if you've ever been like in an auditorium you see someone talking to one yeah, of those yeah. mics and it's just like it's so bad right so this kind of muffles it down kind of like if the, if we were outside recording with when there was wind outside this would like help with that definitely um i feel like windscreens are a little bit better but they kind of cover your face and they're kind of awkward the windscreen is actually better for your sound yeah oh not, not much like it, this is like minimal minimal but that's why you see like singers usually use windscreens and stuff like that a lot of radio yeah does them too right yeah, yeah. but then they cover your entire face yeah and some and it freaks guests out does it well i think it'd be weird if i was talking to you and i couldn't see you because yeah, there's exactly. a big thing in front of me exactly <laughs> and then also if you adjust it's kind of weird because you have to adjust with it because it's not really on it yeah today we i put i brought these new foams these big boys <laughs> hopefully it helps with the echo and the reverb a little bit and we'll see what it sounds like sounds like it's still a work in progress it never ends man <laughs> it never ends um what have we not talked about headphones why do yeah. we wear headphones yeah people always ask us like what's the point that's correct so essentially it's just to monitor your sound quality so you event anything that goes into the mic you can hear so if you're tapping or whatever, or you're playing with a pen or with your watch, or if you have a bunch of jewelry on and it's dragging, you should be able to hear it and you can adjust. Mm -hmm. Also, you can hear the sound of your own voice. So like distance wise or whatever, you know, when you sound good or when you, when you drag off or trail off, it gets quieter, you can hear it and adjust. Yeah. Um, and I've, people also say that it kind of keeps them focused. Especially if noise canceling ones, they kind of block everything else. So it's just you and the person. You, I don't hear traffic. I don't hear anything, right? For sure, for me it does. That's one reason for me is is um, I never really thought of it in terms of keeping focus, but more just like this is all you hear. You don't hear right. any outside noise, right? Uh, but the second thing is more just to like monitor guests. Yes, I like hearing my voice so mm -hmm. I can understand how loud or soft I should be. You also probably don't hear the sirens outside. Yeah, there's a lot. No, <laughs> new west. <laughs> <laughs> but because, like I said before, guests often like will sit back or. Just, they just get Whatever. comfortable, I guess. They exactly. just forget there's a mic. And... Exactly, they just forget. So it just, if I can't hear you, then neither can people listen. Yeah, exactly. So like, just like, what's the point of you being here? Be close to the mic, yeah. So those are the point. And uh, we also have a headphone amplifier. So if you want to have all your guests to, I guess, have headphones, they need extra power because like your audio interface or your mixer might not be enough. So I just bought a little Behringer one and it's like 30 bucks on Amazon. So it's, it's pretty cheap and it helps. Um, that's pretty much all. Do we miss any? That's no, basically that's it for all the technical stuff for equipment. Yeah, honestly, if you're looking to start a podcast from scratch, you get those two mics that I said for like 120 each, right? And then you get a simple audio interface, for like 200. You can start a podcast pretty comfortably for 500 bucks. Like, and it'd be it'd be a, like really good quality. You also need a that's laptop. But yeah, that's with no cameras. No cameras, just yeah. straight podcast, five hundred bucks. But yeah. I mean, you have you have a phone. There's your camera, right? Yeah, most people do so. And just use one. A lot of people, especially small ones or local ones, just use one camera. Yeah, it also depends on the orientation of the room. I'd like to use one camera, but it's just the way we're set up. It's impossible. What does Joe use? He uses a TriCaster system. Ooh, and his... can we talk about that? That yeah. sounds exciting. 
So the, the thing with Joe's is that it's live. Right. Right. So Jamie is there and he's hitting buttons. So that can so you have like a general shot of the table and both of them. And then you have each individual shot and he just switches between them. Jamie's doing that. I'm pretty sure it is. He might oh, have manual. It, he might have it set. So it's the voice. Yeah. So the voice triggers it. But I mean, he might throw in a couple switches here and there because sometimes like the if someone drags on for a long time, it'll switch the first person just to see their facial reaction or whatever. And then it goes back. So I'm mm. not sure. I think it's a mixture of both, to be honest. Do they ever have both up at the same time? Never. It's, it's just always single one or the shot. other. Yeah. But I also I like podcast. I know a lot of popular podcasts like Tiger Belly. They do the exact same thing like us. They they have like three three splits. So they'll have like two people at the top of the screen and then two individuals at the bottom. Really? Mm-hmm. That would be confusing, no? Um, I don't know. Some people like There's it like because... too much to watch. Like, what are you watching? The, you pick. Yeah, I guess so. It gives you the freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess Jorgen's kind of leads you on more, kind of makes you focus. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, I guess we talked about equipment. We talked about hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, next would be more just like creative behind building a brand around a podcast. So like art and sure. so cover and you need your cover music. art and music. That's pretty much it. Website. Having your website is pretty nice. Oh, that was one thing I wanted to ask you about. So yep. obviously we have my website, which is dannydumo.com. Yep. Do you need one or you have no. a host website that we use Padiant, but whoever your hosting website is. But the thing is, you can't go to Padiant directly and listen to an episode. Right. But Padiant offers their own website. A lot of these hosting websites will offer like their own, your own domain name or whatever for free or part of the package. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's a, oh, okay. So that's just a place to put, you can well, put the audio or the video there as well? Yeah. It's a website. Do whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's like, hey, go listen to the podcast, right? Then you need to download iTunes or have Spotify or whatever. But if you get your website, anyone with a browser can have access to it right away. Right. So just another helping thing. And it also helps for SEO. Totally. Okay. Um, what else? What about the creative? What do we do for creative? You did most of it. Oh, God. Yeah, so for the logo, <laughs> <laughs> I think iTunes wants like a 1400 by 1400 pixel image okay um yeah i don't know i am not a graphic designer i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> but i like that picture of you and your little red sock or whatever and then yeah. i guess we just i just gave you a bunch of samples with different font and writing on it and then we just decided on the one that we have now how important is a name i don't know we've talked to our guests a little bit it comes back to branding versus your product totally I don't know. It depends. I feel like if you what? ask Gary V, Gary V says the name is not important. I don't at all. think so either. He's like, no one knew what a Nike was before. Exactly. No one knew what, like any big brand. No one knew what McDonald's was before. Now they sell friggin' billion exactly. hamburgers a year. I don't. It just conveys you the message. Kind of maybe tells kind of what your podcast is about. Mm-hmm. Helps people get there. But I don't think it's that important. It's not. It's not a deal breaker. Do you think if it's one an indiv- obviously for like team podcast or if you have multiple hosts it can mm-hmm. change but do you think if it's one host their face should be on the logo um i don't know because obviously you see some that are just like a cartoon type of image or whatever i see a lot of those yeah but it's still a cartoon face usually right because a lot of people build podcasts to help with their brand and brand their own face as part of their branding right sure 
So, I mean, that helps for sure. But there's tons of podcasts that just have maybe an image of whatever they're talking about. I don't like Brad's. I don't think it has this picture of his face, does it? I don't think so. It's like a, just a nice design with the, yeah. yeah. So it all depends. I, I guess it depends what your goal is with it. Yeah. What kind of brand are you building? Is that like a separate business that you're building podcast business that you want to eventually advertise on and you want this to be like the sole business or is it like a personal brand that you're building through your Instagram, through your podcast, through your website, through a bunch of different platforms. And Mm -hmm. I think it needs to be like, people need to know that it's connected in some way. Is that would you I, say that's right? I agree. Okay. But you can also do it with a regular logo, right? Just have the logo everywhere. Sure. And it's connected that way. It doesn't have to do anything with your face. So it's just a mix and match. I think it just, whatever floats your boat. I don't think, like, I'm not going to listen to a podcast because someone's face is on it, right? No. That doesn't matter to me at all. Okay. Um, intro music. Intro music. So we got our song from premiumbeat.com. First of all, <laughs> we need to say that intro music is not easy if you're picky and if you want something really good. If you good. guys are going through free websites, it's have fun. Such a nightmare. How many did you send me? Because I think you gave oh me a couple God. websites and I looked at them. I can't remember what they were. Up. Yeah. And I listened to like eight, ten things that were... I were joking about names earlier. They're all like stupid names like R&B hits <laughs> volume seven. <laughs> And then you listen to it and it's just garbage. Disco dance three. Yeah. yeah. And the categories are so all over the place. You have no idea what and you're And the quality to. is just different from every song. Like, yeah, no, it's tough. So we use premium beat. So is that the website? Yeah. Okay. And uh, I don't think it's not a free one. So you have to pay. We paid 45 bucks for a full song. I think it's like two minutes. So, I mean, other people can use it, but like we have the rights to use it. With whatever we want. Right. And we and so you basically just get a whole song that you cut whatever yeah. ten seconds or whatever number you want mm-hmm. to use as a intro outro. I can change our intro completely using the same song, right? It'd just right. be a different part of it. I remember when I this is hilarious when you sent. Uh, I can't remember if you sent it to me. I think you did. I think mm-hmm. you sent me like six or eight ones that you had listened to and yeah. liked. Yeah, and I really like that mm-hmm. this one. And I probably listened to this song like. 40, 50 times. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Just because there was like a few spots in the right, song that right. I really liked, like second 22 to And there's a lot of differences and they changed the rhythm and the beat a so lot. So different. Yeah. And at one part, there was like a guy in the background going, like he had a, it was like, oh, 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 you know, like yelling almost. That's the part that gets quiet and then you come in. Yeah. With the intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I come in with my stupid intros. Hey guys, it's Daddy here. Hello, friends. <laughs> that's got that's got to be one of the best ones. Yeah, Joe Rogan's is so funny. Oh yeah, just every time. What did he used to say? Hey, fuckers! <laughs> it's so like it's just funny. It's catchy. Oh, I know. And it's just so different. It's like whoa. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so like, but like once again, like you don't have to pay anything for music or anything for a logo, right? You can make it yourself. There's also tons of websites online that just have like free free pictures that you can use. Yeah. Even sometimes just ask you to credit the author, the author just in whatever your show notes or whatever. Yeah. That's another good way. And some of them are pretty, it's pretty good quality. You find some good stuff. I like ours. I'm really into ours. Yeah. uh, Did I tell you? I think I told you a story. What's that? Like maybe two, three weeks after we picked ours and bought it. Mm -hmm. I, 
heard that exact song on an NFL apparel commercial. Isn't that crazy? I was like, can we, Carl, I text Carl. I'm like, can we sue these fuckers? That's like before the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like right before. And he's like, no, you don't actually own it. You're just allowed to use it. Yeah. Shit. That'd <laughs> be a lot more than $45. <laughs> just for the record, we were first though. Yep. Thank that you. Was, but it's a pretty cool model, eh? Like the internet it is, is cool. so good for artists. Just like yeah. if you have a good piece of music or whatever, just put it up. If people want to buy, they'll pay for it. It's just, it's, it's amazing, man. What else? It's cool. There's just so many platforms for music now. I love music. That's why I want to talk to more musicians and I'm working on another country girl right now. Hell yeah. I like country music. What else in terms of technical stuff? I think that's, uh, that's it for technical. Okay. We've gone over everything. To me, starting was very daunting. It was mm-hmm. very like, I literally have no idea what I'm doing. Was that like, you, going? Didn't, you didn't know what to talk about? Or were you like worried about equipment and like no, where we're going to do it? Yeah, it was normal back end stuff. I just yeah. had zero idea what was happening. Mm-hmm. So where can people go for information that maybe they don't have a Carl or they don't understand tech as well as you do? Honestly, just like Google, just starting YouTube. a podcast. Yeah. Go on a Reddit is a great source. Starting a podcast. Just type that in. You'll find infinite amount of stuff. A lot of people are asking for this is super popular. Podcast is super popular. Yeah. And honestly, if you do it step by step, it doesn't have to cost you that much money. And yeah, just try not to get overwhelmed. (laughs) I got overwhelmed. I just (laughs) had no clue what was happening. So I'm happy that I had you. The thing is, I I started slow, right? So I have like one shitty mic into like an average mixer. I was like, okay, this is how this works. This is how I got to edit this. And it just builds and builds. You just did a trial and error. And lots of YouTube stuff. You did? How happy would you say you are with the system that we currently have? Um, With the system we have right now, 10 out of 10. With the, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. With the room we're recording in, 5. <laughs> so you think the audio suffers because of the room? It's the acoustics at this point, 100%. So we need to build a studio. We need to build a studio and then throw rugs everywhere. And acoustic <laughs> panels and doing all that stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, there's a reason, like, once again, those NPR podcasts, like, you go and sit in a booth, right, and you're just surrounded by foam. Or if we recorded this and we sat under blankets, that'd be really good. Under blankets? Yeah, because then it just, nothing would get out, right? Nothing would come back in. We could, we could make that happen. We could just (laughs) drape blankets from the ceiling. (laughs) Like a mosquito net or something? (laughs) You have to tell your guests, though, man. That's okay. I think they'll be okay. Here's your blanket. <laughs> Throw it over. Anything else technical? Nope. So like okay, I said. What about, okay, let's say we're up and running now. Yep. We obviously picking a target is, or just kind of like a topic, what you want it to be about is fairly important. Mm-hmm. But for me, like I said before, I think just starting and learning as you go is the right way for 100%. me anyway. Yep. Like obviously if you're... D- Obviously, if you're doing something like super specific, maybe you need a little bit more game planning involved. But for me, it was more just like business people. Then it evolved into like cool people that know a lot about the shit that they do mm-hmm. into like, I want to talk to everyone. Everyone. I want to talk to Pete Carroll. Yeah. I want to talk to like, I don't know, just people that are excited about what they're doing. I you think. just want to hear stories, man. Yes. Everyone has something Back to share. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, topics. 
we kind of covered that. What about um, how do you get guests? Oh, that's your job. How do we get guests, Carl? By begging and <laughs> being annoying. And so, honestly, when I started, I used a lot of my network as the first few mm-hmm. people. Right, mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm in real estate, so I have a couple awesome mortgage brokers that uh, I work with that run their own businesses. I have a bunch of friends in the real estate industry that are really successful and do really well and have started from scratch. And I feel for anyone starting a podcast, that's the easiest thing, right? Especially like your if, sphere, sphere. Yeah, if, totally. Yeah. And it also like that might help kind of pick your niche for you, right? Cause whoever you're surrounded by, that'd you be mean, easy, easy guess right there. It also helps you become comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like this was not a comfortable platform for me at the beginning, for sure. but if you're talking to your friend, yes, there's stories that can be valuable to listeners, but you feel more comfortable talking to someone that you know. There's that comfort. Already, yeah, you right? always have something to fall back on. Totally. You know they won't get upset or whatever. Yeah. You don't have to watch what you say as much. Even the first few for uh, for me, it was um, like really nerve wracking almost. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I'm going to have enough to say. I don't know if my questions are good. And it doesn't take. I don't take... know if I'm going to be able to direct the conversation. Right. Awkward pauses. Yeah. Yeah. Blanks. But now it's just like most of the people we have on now are people that I've never met. I don't know any, anything about them other than like looking at their website and social media quickly before the day of usually. But I feel like talking to all these people are just like having all these conv- convos. You get like kind of like you develop reflex muscles. Mm-hmm. So depending on where a conversation is going, you always have like a go to to say or to lead it or to come back to the topic. Right. And you get more comfortable that way. For sure. You're just reacting essentially instead of thinking about it. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Definitely. I feel even in the last like six or seven, I feel that my ability to direct a conversation mm-hmm. into like a useful way or to get more out of the guest 100%. has gotten way better. Oh yeah. Have you noticed that help you in I guess your real estate career? Mm, no. I'd say the other way around. Mm-hmm. I'd say the real estate career and how many times in a week I'm in an awkward situation talking to someone has made me evolve quicker in the podcast oh, role. Okay. Cause real estate is something now that I know a great deal about. Mm-hmm. So the conversations are never challenging for me anymore. So it's like that reflex muscle, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. There's obviously things that I don't know, Sure, but I'm able to articulate that correctly rather than just being like oh <laughs> is there a lot of awkward people in real estate not so much awkward it's more just like especially in a market like this it's more just difficult conversations handling um people's frustrations mm-hmm. with how slow the market is right now right thing like well this is the list price you told us to list that right 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 why isn't it sold in 30 days like well because there's 180 exact same condos like yours that are currently on the market. So it's just different. It's, it's uh, how to handle objectives or objections is a really valuable tool to learn in real estate. How, how do you balance podcasting and your real estate? That is an excellent question and something I'm still trying to figure out. I love podcasting and I don't know if I would have been able to do it at this scale in terms of doing two or three a week, like, or two years ago. But now we have, we've built out a team 
uh, and the market's slower, so we're not doing as many transactions, but we're still pretty busy. Like we, I think we have 28 listings right now. Yeah, 2016, this podcast would not have happened. It would have happened, but it would have happened at like two <laughs> like, or three a.m. <laughs> Once a month. <laughs> no, we could, we could. I would have done it still. <laughs> Honestly, anything that you're super passionate about, you find time for. Mm-hmm. I love the podcast um, platform. I love networking. I love meeting new people, and this is such a phenomenal platform for that. And so, regardless of whether my week is forty hours of work or eighty, right. I'm just fitting in two evenings and booking appointments around the podcast so that I can do them. Yeah, I get that. Except for one of these things, you make money. The other one, you don't. Hey, we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. Should we talk about that? Let Okay, let's just briefly talk about um, how to get guests, how to attract guests. So I guess for me, again, started with like sphere of influence, started with like people I know or knew of or like friends of friends that I would, Again, it started with more like entrepreneurial type people, people that ran their own businesses. And then it just kind of evolved. And really social media is such a phenomenal tool. And I think people need to use it more. And from my experience thus far, I'm pretty blown away with how easy it is to get random people that you've never met. How open they are to coming on the podcast. That's really, that's really weird to hear. It's actually really cool. So what, what do you think it is? I think it's just a really cool platform that people like. And I don't know if people listen to a couple episodes before responding right. or just like listen to 10 minutes before responding have or you, have no clue. Have you ever had anyone be like, what's a podcast? No, no. I've That's had lots. Surprising. I've had dozens and dozens of people not reply for sure. Yeah. Which is whatever. And I rarely have people say no. They're usually they're either not oh. replying or. So like for the, fairly engaging and excited. So what's your percentage of people saying yes for those that reply? I haven't done those uh, saying yes from those that reply. Yes. 75%. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, rarely. I'm like, rarely do people say, yeah, maybe one in four say. No, just straight up. Say, this is not you know, something I'm interested but in. But they're always really ne- light, like really nice. They always say something like, oh, thanks so much for thinking of me. That's cool that you'd sure. like me to have me on the show. I had one guy who's a DJ from Brazil that I messaged the other day. He actually seems really cool. And he said, he just said something like, um, you know, my English isn't very good yet. I've only been here for six months. Mm-hmm. So maybe message me back in a year. I'm just, I'd be uncomfortable doing it. Mm. So I get that, whatever. That's awesome though. But he like he messaged back honest. and said, thanks so much for thinking of me. That's kind of cool that you would for reach sure. out to me. Well, I feel like that's a, yeah. Cause like you're asking people to be on something. Like you have some sort of interest in them, right? You want to hear their story. That must be cool. Totally. And I think a lot of people want to share their story. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- especially entrepreneurial people, because there is a really big grind at the beginning of any business that most people don't see. Mm-hmm. So you see the, you always see the results. You rarely see the process it takes to get there. The nice car or the yeah. nice house, but you don't see the hours that go into it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think people like sharing that stuff. So anyway, Instagram has been a really cool tool for me. Also just like Googling, like I listened to that Joe Rogan podcast on climate change. Yep. And that of like maybe the next day I Google climate change expert in Vancouver and up pops like the faculty of UBC uh, website. So I just mm-hmm. click on it, emailed three people out of the three, two of them messaged me back and we've had them both on the show. 
That's amazing. Yeah. And one of them comes out tomorrow. <laughs> you know, one cool, th- one thing I'll say is something I've learned is don't ever be afraid to send a message. Like right. literally the worst possible thing that someone could say is no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Or be that's extremely it. vulgar at you, but that's not a big deal. That's never happened to me from a, from a DM. <laughs> Obviously you have to be professional. Um, but like literally my DMs sound like this. Hey, my name's Denny. I'm an entrepreneur in Vancouver. I host a podcast called Zero to Here. These are the type of people I like talking to. Entrepreneurs, musicians, athletes, basically anyone who has a story Straight that to wants to share it. I'd love to have you on. Maybe make a little like personal comment about them. Like, mm-hmm. like this DJ guy watched a bunch of his videos on Instagram. He's, I said something like, cool. love yeah. your music. It's really inspiring. I've watched a ton of your videos. I'd love to have you on to chat about it or chat about your story, your move to Canada. Do you want oh, to come on? How many DMs do you think you send a week? I should send more. I was thinking about that today. Yeah. I'm not that structured. Yeah. That's probably my, one of my biggest weaknesses. What do you, what do you mean by that? Like, I don't have schedules. I'm, I'm not that good at schedules. So obviously I have a calendar on my phone with appointments and stuff like that. But in terms of, I would love to get to a point where every, let's say three days a week, four days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever mm-hmm. it is, I spend one hour in the morning, wake up at six, whatever time, spend one hour DMing people to come on the podcast. Right, right now you're just kind of right fitting, now it's fitting just it in, like, whatever. Oh, next week looks kind of light. Right. I should send out a few DMs. <laughs> Literally. And I'm getting better. Like mm-hmm. May has been, May I booked quite a bit in advance. Mm-hmm. I think I only maybe have one or two spots left for the last week of May. But I have a few people that I'm like back and forth with just trying to pick a date. Have you looked at any software that may help you message people faster? Speak to me, Carl. Maybe something that like you could put a general message and just click more than one person to send it to at once. I haven't. Okay. I don't even know if that exists, but I don't know either. My thought Apple, is app idea right there. You I receive a lot of those mm-hmm. and I hate them. So my thought is so, be but, more personal. So usually I have a, like a little blurb about right. like, Hey, my name's Denny. I'm an entrepreneur. I have but a podcast that called part's this. the same for everyone. Yes. But then Being I always personal. like add something so they know it's coming from so a human and not a robot. a mass email. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I don't know if people care about that at all. Yeah. yeah. I, I guarantee your percentages are better because of doing that for sure. And I don't think it takes up. I don't think it takes up enough of my time for me to want to save the three minutes. No, like it's not that it's more like finding who do I want to send this message to sending the message doesn't take very long, right? It's more scrolling through Instagram, just like going into someone's profile being like, Oh, this person's really cool. I'd like to chat with them about their fitness or what, you know, whatever. How many do you think you send a week? 40, 40. That's pretty good. So 40 unique people, maybe 30 to 40. Cool. That's pretty good. It goes up and down. Yeah. Right. Like if I have a week where seven people say, yes, I'd love to. And I book them for the next few weeks. Right. Then you're not messaging. Then the following week, I'm probably messaging less, much less, 10 or 15. That makes sense. Was there any like, no, I guess any shocking moments or awkward situations so far? Yeah. On the show? Yeah. Not, not really. eh? I don't think so. Have like, has there been anything that's kind of been like, whoa. With any respect to the podcast. 
I think the coolest things for me have more just been like what I've learned from the seven months that we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. And they're one, I really like networking. I think this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, there's a shit ton of people and I'm literally looking in greater Vancouver. Like I'm not looking across Canada. I don't have the money to fly people in and we're still trying to figure out the, <laughs> the podcasting across or from different areas. Yeah. We'll figure that out. I mean, maybe that'll be a good thing to talk about. Yeah. But like, I'm looking in a really small area and there are so many cool people that have cool stories to mm-hmm. talk to. Mm-hmm. It's like unlimited almost. So I just think like at the beginning, one of my insecurities from when starting the podcast was, who am I going to talk to? Where am I going to find these people? Right. But once you actually just start doing it and messaging people and seeing how excited a lot of people are to come on, you learn that that's definitely not the issue. It's more just putting yourself out there. Mm. There's a shit ton of cool people out there to talk to. And they're willing to talk to you. A lot of them are. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the last thing? Ads? Ads. Sponsorship. Okay, we are not experts in this field at all. No. And if you, if you start a it. podcast to try to make money, you're doing something wrong in your life. You're doing something wrong? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck knows? So maybe, okay, let's, we're just kind of just starting to crack into this realm and just starting to like reach out to some businesses to talk about ads. And we really don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. in terms of how much do we ask for? What do we say on the ads? Mm-hmm. What do we require from a business to actually do an ad? And so one of the things for me is I don't want to promote anything that I don't believe in. So like I will promote beer. I will promote fitness. I will promote golf clubs, whiskey. I will promote golf. I will promote really anything athletic that mm-hmm. is useful. Like whether it's a cool hiking shoe or a protein powder that actually works. CBD or, oil? Maybe. Uh-huh. We'll find out soon. <laughs> <laughs> but do you have any stats or numbers or ideas on what an advertiser would be looking for in terms of actually going to pay you to promote your podcast? I guess at this point, we're looking for sponsors, right? But once you get past a certain amount of downloads, then sponsors come to you. Do you have any ideas of numbers? That- so I've, I've looked at the internet and stuff and like... The numbers I come up with, like you need around 5,000 downloads an episode. 5,000. Downloads an episode. Okay. And then companies will start reaching out to you. And people are actively looking for that? There, Yeah. There's companies looking for popular podcasts. So like I said, once you get to a certain point, people just want to be a part of it. And then okay. that, the way that works is usually to have like a pre-roll or a mid-roll or a post-roll. So... Like an, like maybe why like a 30 second ad or a one minute ad like before your podcast or somewhere in the middle or after and all that just as uh, off like different amounts of money. At that point though, if you're getting 5,000 downloads, you're probably charging quite a bit of money to do that. What do you mean? You're probably charging quite a bit of money to do an ad on your podcast. Uh, yeah, I, think, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it's money you can live off for sure. 5,000 downloads. Do you think, do you think 5,000 downloads is a lot? I think that's probably in the top 1% of podcasts. 100%, yeah, for sure. But if like media wise, I don't think that's a lot. Really? What would be a lot? I think that would be a lot. I think that's 
Well, you said that's a number you could live off from advertising. Mm-hmm. That's you're, I mean, yeah, like you said, you're, you're living top off your making top what, half percent. 70, 80,000 dollars a year. <laughs> what? No, I don't think it's that much. Do you think we need more than 5,000? It also depends so. how many episodes you do, right? There's a lot of factors. But then, I mean, if you're reaching out to sponsors and you're offering them packages, right? You're not at that number. You can you can still find people, right? Like for us, we're thinking of like doing like, you know, plus we have video. So that's, that's another aspect, right? Right. Your Instagram following, you can add that in the package. Just, but the tough part is coming up with a number and presenting it to people. Right. What are, the, are advertisers only looking at downloads? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Because advertisers want to know where their ad's going to be played, right? That's the best way to track it. But if there's a video portion, they'd also look at YouTube. If uh, you do it, yeah. If the ad is on the YouTube video, then that, that's included for sure. Sometimes, like different on podcasts, I've noticed they'll have like different ads for the audio version versus the YouTube version. Oh, they do? Yeah. Because it just gets spliced in whenever, right? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, we're just kind of going through this right now, so we're trying to figure it out. We're trying to put together some sort of ad package, and our numbers are not 5,000 an episode. Mm-mm. We'll be there one day. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. Uh, I guess maybe the last thing, I don't know if you have anything else, but last thing would be like how to gain exposure. And I think with any business, that is the key, right? That is, yeah, that's the hardest part mm-hmm. is how do you get your product in front of more people? There's so many factors to branding, right? SEO, all yeah. this stuff. You can spend so much money on marketing. Are yeah. you reaching the right audience? Who knows? That's why like having advanced stats and statistics is super important. What, um, Obviously, like we're trying things like social media ads. Mm-hmm. What else are we looking at right now? Talk about that app. What is it? What is that app anyway? So it's called Pod- Podcast Republic. So it's essentially just like an overcast or whatever. It's just an app that you can listen to podcasts on. And they also offer packages where you can advertise your podcast and it just shows up in the feature tab or whatever. I think I think that's a good way to advertise because People who are listening to podcasts are always looking for new podcasts. Yeah. And if it's right there, right, it's just one click away. Just about exposure. How do you get your little square thing in front of more people? In front of thousands and thousands of other podcasts. Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't know if there's anything else. No, I think that we got through all the technical stuff. Songs, pictures, whatever. Oh, what? um, Obviously, we're like Greater Vancouver, but... Where, who can people go to and where do people network with like other podcast people? Because that's uh, one thing that we found that there isn't really a lot out it's there. It's tough. Yeah. No, because there's not one like central hub where you can just go to. But Reddit has been a wonderful resource for me. Okay. Reddit's a bunch of forums or whatever. And so you can get like Vancouver specific or just general podcasting forums. I usually, I'm there a lot. I usually post our podcast there and I feel like that's a good way to share. Yeah. But like you post the podcast on Reddit. Well, I just like post like our description and oh. all the links and everything. Yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's a tough question right now. One of our friends who we had on the podcast, Ashley started a, I guess like networking event kind of group called podcast connect. So that I thought that was a really cool idea. We've done one so far. I think she's planning a second one. So that was a cool idea just to like connect with other people that are doing podcasts and bounce ideas off each other. Mm-hmm. I kind of see where people are yeah. in their own podcast. Exactly. But like, 
there wasn't any big players there really. It's cool to see how many people are interested in it, but yeah, I I don't know. Like, what are the top podcasts of Vancouver? How do we no find clue. out, right? Yeah, like that's the tough part. And if anyone knows, send me a message because <laughs> I want to know <laughs> and invite me on. Yeah, yeah, I think we're good. Okay, thank you, Carl. Thank you, Denny. You are ever knowledgeable about podcast stuff. Of course, I love doing this, and I <laughs> I know the learning never ever ends. It could always be better. If there's other stuff that you guys want to hear from our experience or the technical side of stuff, feel free to shoot us messages, email, whatever. Uh, I'm sure you know where to find us by now. Hit, hit me up on Instagram. That's easy. Denny.duma. Leave us a message too. We want to hear your feedback. Subscribe. Review. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Any uh, technical fantastic. questions, hit me up on YouTube because I control that. And then the zero to hear podcast at gmail.com. Beauty. Cool. Yep. Later.